Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Blindsiders. I am here, I am Dylan, you will notice I am not Ben. Ben is currently tied up in the trunk of my car so I can host this episode. Uh, I am joined by our co-host Brian. Brian, say what's up to the people. Hey everybody, uh, thanks for checking it out. I am what they call a uh, accessory after the fact now that Dylan let me know that Ben's tied up. Uh, but you know what, I'm a professional so we're just going to commit to the show and just go for it. For those of you that were fans of Wicked Good Show, uh, you would know yeah, that I was I was hell bent on uh, on being the host. Uh, mm-hmm. The thought of having Ben do it for this long was a very upsetting to me, and I finally snapped. So here we are. Yes. Or uh, show down the two people. Yeah, um, no, Ben is Ben is under the weather. We we're going through a bit of a sick streak because mm-hmm. people know we weren't weren't here last week either because we had. We had some uh, some team members uh, not feeling well either. I, I'm still yeah. battling through a cold, so we're um, it's a mess, a whole mess over here. It's just like it's just like we're on the island. We're going through mm-hmm. we're going through just as much as they are. <laughs> More even. Uh, there's no Applebee's coming to rescue me last week. Uh, that was that was also fake Applebee's. I will say that looks so that looks so good. Like that was just like mm-hmm. they just had they had like chefs wearing Applebee's smocks making like Applebee recipes. But they were like that looks so much better than regular Applebee's because I want I was I was gonna I was thinking about like DoorDashing it mm-hmm. and then I, like right before I, I pulled the trigger I'm like I'm not even gonna get it's remotely gonna anything the like the food that they got there. Those burgers were enormous. Those burgers are not the size of Applebee's burgers. All four burgers that Jonathan ate, well, in mm-hmm. like in like a three minute span. Yeah, he ate the equivalent of like two cows and probably like a hundred chickens, I assume, uh, yep. during that feast. Which, hey, good for him. I can't imagine being that muscular and not eating for twelve days. That had he- to be wearing on him. He bring. He, I mean, we'll we'll get to it. He brings up some good points about being the biggest guy there and mm-hmm. and eating while while also trying not to like expose himself for being large by eating like all the food. Mm-hmm. It's just pretty much is what he was saying. Um. So, yes. Uh great episode. I'm, I'm actually really looking forward to talking about it. I think that uh, this was one of the better episodes. I think this was the best episode we've gotten so far in between the two seasons. So I am very very high on it. Um. Yeah, and it, not only a huge episode. Uh, in general, but a really big episode for your winner pick. Yes, uh, agreed. Agreed. Rocks learned a lot about him. I thought it was did. Um, he, he gets his moments to shine. I thought it was a really, really well edited episode. Mm-hmm. I thought that we had some really great comedic moments, um, mm-hmm. in here through the editing that worked really well. The pacing was unbelievable. We got, we were really exposed to every single person, um, that is left in this game, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, a bit really bittersweet ending for us um, with Lydia, yeah. Lydia Chlamydia. Yeah. Um, oh, but it was it was it was great. I mean, we, we'll we'll get into it beginning to end, and because so much so much small things happened mm-hmm. during this as well. It was just um, it, it was Survivor. It was it, this is this is this is what this is what we want. It was the game. It was the game being played by a lot of people who really know the game. They were playing the game well. It was just, it was beautiful to see. Yeah, man. I was impressed with the level of gameplay. Like, there is, there's a certain point, like, it's hard where it's like everyone's, like, game body. But uh, I don't think, I think this season has a good mix of, like, people playing with their hearts on their sleeve, but also trying to do, like, the best strategic moves where. You know, sometimes the seasons can feel a little cold when everyone's just like, yes, I know the optimal move to do, and I, I am going to yeah. do that. You know what I mean? Last season, yeah. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> why I called about last yeah. season. Yeah. Um, 
All right, so let's get into it. I am now and now with Ben tied up in the trunk of my car. I had to rewatch the episode to get all the notes in order. Ben's job is not easy, so here we go. Um, we start out the episode, two-hour-long episode, by the way. Um, I guess before we get into that, uh, any really thoughts about last week with Daniel getting voted out? Yeah, man. I, so I liked Daniel um, as a super fan. What a nightmare um, of a season of a performance for him. Um, yep. How I would imagine if I actually ever went on to Survivor, it would probably go fairly similarly, um, which is why a bit like a big reason why I would never actually go on Survivor, because I, I know something like this would happen. Um, agreed. Don't let me let me cover up some of my acne on my forehead here with this uh, with this buff. Um, yeah, agreed. Uh, um, I I had Daniel in my in my winners pool in my uh, family pool, uh, winning it all. So a little bum there, but his game really was just toast. Um, at, at that tribal uh, with uh, trying to vote out uh trying to vote out Lydia, um, Chanel, and it's just chaos. This. I, I, I'm still of the opinion Chanel's game was also broke there. She still obviously has a fighting chance. Daniel, he just didn't. And then we saw in, the, in that episode, too, that Daniel was like basically just refusing to compete in physical challenges, mm-hmm. saying that he couldn't do it while he's out there spearfishing. Just, um, I, I don't know, a bummer. Because I, I think at one point we all kind of agreed that, oh, maybe he's actually, this guy's going to be a real legit player, contender. Same thing with Chanel, and we just, um, uh, it's not, not what we're going to get. And so, no. So... That's just, really, that's my that's that's my thoughts about Daniel. It's that bit. Yeah. It is what it is. He just had no like recovery in him. Like the second it started to you know the second the plane or like the car started to hydroplane, he just could not get it back, and it just, you know it was not good. And he had a, and he had a really good origin story too, with mm-hmm. you know having uh, I believe it was leukemia as a kid and fighting yeah. through that, and so. It was something to root for, but I actually I found myself kind of really uh, almost starting to root against him uh, in this episode. In that episode, so mm-hmm. that's that's really all I have to say about that. Uh, it's uh, I, the right choice to vote him out because I do think that Ch- uh, Chanel is a better player overall um, mm-hmm. between between the two. So uh, that that's really that. I don't and I don't think that it really changes anything that's going to go on in this episode either. So I don't think there's really too much to touch on there. Yeah, no, same. I don't. I don't think. Uh, I think Mike uh, was totally done with Daniel, so he, yep. he has no like. Uh, he doesn't feel bad that Daniel's gone. We'll put it that way. And as we see now, High still holds grudges. Um, so uh, yeah, didn't. Uh, we'll get into my thoughts on High and his gameplay yeah. here as well. It's little but... shades of Arya Stark with his little list of <laughs> people really, who've wronged really is... him. I I see a lot of I see a lot of comparisons between High and um in a Shan from last season, mm-hmm. uh, and I've also seen a few people bring up maybe Ricard from last season too. And I actually think he's the best parts of both of them combined. I mm-hmm. think he's a I think he's a better player. He's more uh, sociable. I think he 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 thinks um he thinks with his head uh, more so than with his heart. Although um, we'll get into it. I'm a little curious of his thought process at the end of this episode but i'm sure we have two different points of view but mm. all right let's get into it so we start this episode with uh vati back on uh, right vati vati yep. uh, after tribal uh basically getting to mike saying you know who voted for me and chanel explaining uh, exactly what uh what we kind of mustered up after letting the chaos settle is that uh, she was just protecting herself against the if there was a dice roll makes total sense Previous history, though, I totally understand why Mike is skeptical of her, why the rest of the tribe is going to be skeptical of her. If I was in her situation, I would have done the same. 
Um, so I can't really knock that. And her defense is really straightforward. Hey, dude, it's Survivor. And I get that, but I like I said, also, I also get one. Hey, uh, you voted for me, this tribal council, Mike. So let's cool the Jets on. Yeah, that's, on that's the other thing, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they both kind of went against their word there, but that's, I, mean, I think, I think that it was such a broken relationship, mm-hmm. um, that it really, it really does not matter in the end. Cause even, even as we see in this episode, I don't think Chanel is really, um, is really in a wonderful spot, uh, regardless. Yeah, certainly and not. also apo- apologies. As I said, I'm sick. I just feel my voice like floating in and out and I have my mic on full blast. So hopefully everybody hears me. Okay. Yeah. Well, we're good. We're good. Um, after this, we get Tori stalking Roxroy around the woods as he's trying to um, collect wood or do whatever he's doing. Uh, she's trying to get out of him what happened at uh, Shipwreck Cove Island over there, and he's just not giving it up. She's very persistent. Uh, Dre and Romeo take notice, too, that she's very persistent. Just a uh, very, very interesting game she's playing of just being like that badgering, annoying player. Yeah, I mean, one very interesting Rock Swore d- did not uh, disclose, considering Drea has been yep. to Shipwheel Island already, and uh, I don't know why he would, unless she didn't say what happened there, which I don't get the vibe that she lied to them. I don't know why. I don't think she let. Like, I don't think she let Tori know. Mm, that's probably yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And maybe Rock Swore was like, "Well, Dre didn't let her know. I'm not gonna let her know." Um, also, Rockstar just hates Tori so hates. much, um, which it will come back later, obviously, but it's just, you were getting the setup to the payoff in this. Yeah. Um, after this, we get, we get our guy, Jeff, who's going to explain the big twist of this episode that we all knew was coming and really there was no changes at all. Um, the only change that are going to happen with the hourglass is that. The tribe that so we're getting to like a pre-merge merge where we're, we're splitting up into two tribes. The tribe that wins it, same as last season, they win it. They win the food. They win immunity from from the uh, first vote. Except they're going to be sending someone to an island with the hourglass. They're not telling them exactly. They're telling them that which is the change this time is that the player is going to be making a, a, a game a game game changing decision there. Uh, they're going to be having a lot of power. Um, so they're they're giving he's basically the change here is that they're giving them much more of a heads up like hey really think about this um yeah and it it probably the even like jeff probably hit on it even more because i mean we we get a scene where like drea clocks the twist like later on she's like well probably they're gonna reverse who's immune and who's you know in danger and it's like okay shit they, they must we heard last season in like off season interviews with uh, Danny that he really let Jeff have it, yeah. Um, and I guess Jeff took that to heart. Uh, I guess because in the end, the, the, the same thing, same result happens. It's so let, let's get let's get through this real quick. We also we have the tribe split up. We have tribe one, which is Jonathan, Tori, Lydia, mm-hmm. Hi, Marianne. Um, we have tribe two, which is uh, Mike, Drea, Romeo, Chanel, and Omar. And then the two that drew the gray rocks are Lindsay and Roxroy, so they don't compete in this. Uh, tribe one uh, dominates because they have Jonathan. Jonathan's <laughs> a, a natural leader. Um, the tribe is listening. They did what they needed to do. Mm. Uh, we obviously we get we get the great scene with uh, with uh, Mike trying to basically use his body um, as as a as a ladder for for Dre to climb up on. I thought this was a great 
um, display of teamwork, uh, of Mike's leadership and Mike's uh, like uh, willing willingness to help everybody, mm-hmm. which I think is uh, I'm really really growing on Mike. I think he's a great player. Yeah, um, I would have loved to see uh, what Mike was talking about later. How he used to be like uh, Jonathan used to be very jacked. So I would have loved to play or loved to see Mike have played this game like 15 years ago. Yeah, it could have been Jonathan back then because he's still like impressively athletic now. Athletic, smart. Um, I think he's playing a really, really strong game. Uh, and, Surprisingly, and he, so. He may. That's the thing. I think. I think there's just a lot of people in this season playing very strong, very different games, and it's mm-hmm. it's just so nice to see. Yeah. Um, he does kick Dre in the face. Well, yeah. Ac- accidentally. Um, but it's just it, they sad. didn't. And it was very similar. Very similar to to last season too, where I believe it was. Um, it was uh, who's he meeting her? It was uh, our girl. Um, who couldn't get up, uh, couldn't get up on the ball. Um, I'm already, I'm already, oh I've just, I've flushed 41 out of my head. Yeah. But we saw, um, we, we saw one team dominate, one team struggle last yeah. season as well. Um, so, and the team that had Jonathan here, really, really no surprise. Mm-hmm. And a team, and that was a, a, a tribe, a mini tribe of a lot of great players. We had Jonathan, Tori, who say whatever you will about Tori. I still think she's, she's a, a good player. Uh, she's a good villain for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Lydia, who obviously we love, hi Marianne. So yeah. that that was a good that that was a good tribe that was able to just get behind Jonathan as so like everybody gets a little piece of hiding behind Jonathan and his strength. Yeah, no, it was it was good. Um, it seemed that they just had a insane lead by the time they got to the puzzle to where like uh, I know Jonathan was kind of like, come on, hurry up, hurry up, but it's like you don't need to. Like, yep. take your time. Make sure that everything's right. It, it's fine. And they won going away. So, And so, obviously, this tribe is then able to select between uh, Lindsay and Roxroy. Who's going to come with them? Who's going to be safe and eat? And then who's going to be going to the island uh, for two days by themselves to potentially make a game-changing decision? Tori immediately throws out Roxroy to send him there. Um, uh, I thought that their reasoning was really stupid, that, that they wanted uh, Lindsay to eat even though Lindsay has been on the tribe that has won the most mm-hmm. so far this season. Um, I thought that makes no sense. And I'm glad that Roxroy said something like, Hey, I need to eat too. <laughs> um, so that was dumb. And I think it's something to important. Uh, it's important to note there too, with Tori is that, uh, as we see later on, she was getting very, very defensive when Roxroy made his, his choice to break the hourglass. Yeah. Um, crazy. I think that she's, I think she's really. I'm like curious to see where she goes because I think that she's like lying to herself. Obviously, we as a viewer get different different perspective of the people playing. Wild, just a wild wild move by her. Um, but obviously, Roxroy sent to the island. Um, starts. To, I, I I guess we can quickly cover Roxroy and then kind of get back to everything else on, yeah. on the island. So we get we get Roxroy. He sent to the island. He starts setting up uh, setting up camp. We get we get really his great story. I forget the exact condition that he has with his eyes, yeah. but there's he's essentially there's a good chance that he can maybe potentially go blind into the future. Um, and so he's really kind of and I I loved it too because I feel like I can see myself being the same in the situation of like holy shit I'm in Fiji, like I'm seeing this 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 Fiji sunset. You know, he sets he he takes his time setting up this fire. You know, he gets the camp going. He's just really soaking everything in, which I thought mm-hmm. was great. Um, like you said, I think that this episode really starts to shape him. Maybe not necessarily into a winner, but he's going to be. I think he, he's going to be competitive. 
from here on out, which is something I was really worried about. Um, and it's really nice to to get the inside look into him, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then we obviously get Jeff coming and explaining yeah. the the whole hourglass situation to him. Which I thought it was great too. Jeff shows up; he doesn't even like notice him at first. He's cooking his rice. Yeah. He like he, he gets really excited and he sees Jeff. Tells him you know he might have to stop to take the rice off. I just thought it was really great, wholesome wholesome moment there for them. And then obviously we have the the game explained, which is you know you can choose to break the hourglass and reset time and take the the tribe that lost. They'll now be immune, and then you'll also be immune. And then the tribe that won will have to now compete uh, for individual immunity, or else they'll they'll be up to be voted against. Um, in my opinion, it was it was, and I I took this from him too. There was not even a chance he was going to leave the game as is. No, I mean, there's no reason to. Um, at that point, we talked about the same thing with Erica last season, and even more so this season, where. Um, really the two people he feels closest with in the game are part of the tribe that lost. So he's going to protect them anyways, and he's going to protect himself because he doesn't know what's happening. He's not having these very important conversations at the beginning of the merge to protect himself or to position himself. And while Drea is, you know, potentially positioning him well herself um, on his behalf, there's just no way for him to know that. So there's no, there's no reason to not smash the hourglass. Agreed. I, I think everybody in his situation does that. I think maybe production's hope is that because last year was I thought for me it was very obvious that Erica would smash it too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think production's hope is maybe that obviously there's a, a, where they're playing the game a chance too with the selection of of rocks and all that is that you kind of get the opposite of maybe you get rocks in the situation where uh, Dre and Romeo lose. Or, or excuse me, win, and then you have the dilemma of like, all right, do I do I basically give up my ability to be safe because mm-hmm. I trust my teammates? That's obviously a little more a little more um, dramatic than what we're getting. Because yeah, no brainer. The, the only person on your tribe that I, that you hate is in, who basically sent you here mm-hmm. um, is on is going to be losing immunity. Mm-hmm. Probably didn't think that she had a good chance of winning immunity later on either. Right. And like, I mean. If there was any player, I guess, who wouldn't do it, I guess it would be Rockstar, just in his approach to the game. Um, yeah. But, but I, I, at the same time, I just can't see anyone not doing it. But, yeah, I mean, this was this was a good segment. It was good for Rockstar as a character. Um, his storyline of, like, potentially losing his sight, that, that got me, man. That, like, made me tear up. Like, that was, yep. that's fucking tough. And Yeah. Uh, it's it's great that he's embracing the moment and i don't i think some people when they go on these shows they put a lot of pressure on themselves and they feel the pressure of people like us who do podcasts and we'll judge them um and they don't take a moment to step back and kind of take it all in and and be like hey i'm on survivor like no matter what happens i'm i'm here I'm in this yep. beautiful location. I get a, I get to soak it in, and I'm happy that he did that. I agree, um, especially as a uh, as a fellow stay at home dad. Shout out to shout out to Roxford. Just getting out of the oh, house yeah. away from these kids. Great, it's great. <laughs> um, this is the best. And I mean, I think the show likes him. They did that uh, preseason commercial with him, which was fun. Um, yep, him so and his, think, him and his daughter. His, he named yeah. his daughter. Um, Sari, uh, right? Or, I believe so. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's awesome. Love Rockstroy. I'm a big fan. I know he's, I know he's not the best player. I know he's not on the right side of votes a lot of time. But I think, 
I, I don't know. There's something about him that that I do like. I like my chances of prolonging when I'll have to eat this ghost pepper. Yes, um, yes. On air. It'll be it'll be a real it'll be real shit if he makes it to the final episode and loses in that. And mm-hmm. I'm like the whole final episode. I'm just gonna be on my deathbed. Um, Jesus. All right. So after this, uh, you know, let's get back to the island. So while all this is going on with Roxra on his um, on his uh, island of exile, um, we have the winning tribe who is devouring Applebee's, like we said earlier, mm. best looking Applebee's ever. Uh, Jonathan eating like four or five burgers, basically talking about how he eats like eighteen eggs a day, Insane. like like nine pieces of cheese and some and some grits, like with every meal. That's wild. Um, I, we really get it in this episode too, just how like hulking of a figure he is. Like he's just, he's like just sculpted like a Greek god. He's like he's huge. I was looking at the cast photo before this too, and like I knew he was very tall. He just like towers over everybody. He is he's yeah. huge, and he, and he brings up the point too that his one big concern is that obviously he is huge, so naturally he's a physical threat, and that's going to go against him. But also. Um, in order to be continue to be a big physical threat, he needs to eat a lot. So if he's eating the same portions that other people are eating that are much smaller than him, it's going to end up probably maybe potentially giving them an, an advantage over him. Um, so he was enjoying that. He didn't get his 18 eggs, but he did get his his four burgers and, and a brownie yeah. sundae. And yeah, um, that quesadilla burger looks really good. I'll say. It, did, it did. Like I said, I, I was really contemplating order Applebee's, but I just knew I was not going to even yeah. get anything remotely close. Uh, you could that. probably make your own version of a quesadilla burger, and it might be better than... Yeah. Yeah. No no hate to Applebee's, of course. If you want to sponsor us, we'll take that. Um, After this point, we also we start getting uh, some camp life. Uh, one of the first things we get, too, is Mike and Drea basically talking about how untrustworthy Chanel is. Um, uh, Chanel's name is starting to get thrown out there too um, and we kind of start to see maybe this potential uh, um, alliance start to form between Mike and Drea maybe their two sides because um, after this point we this is where the gears kind of like really start to get going so um, we see uh, Dre, ha, Drea, Hi, and Lindsay um, beginning to discuss the amulet that they worked that they got together in the very first episode um, and how that's going to work, which I completely, completely forgot about before this episode going into yeah. it. Um, so basically how it works now is they get, and correct me because I didn't write this down. One's an extra vote, I think, right? Yeah, so... One's steal a vote. Right, yep. And then is one, immu- one, is, one, is one full-blown immunity? Yeah, so I... It's a little unclear to me if... Do they all have an extra vote right now? That's unclear to me as well, yes. Or do they all have to combine their ambulance to play an extra vote together? Yes. Um, Yes, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, right, right. And then the same for the steel. And then, of course, eventually one of them will be the last one, and they'll just have an idol in the form of their amulet. And they... They basically all agree that yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're, we're gonna get watch each other's backs basically because we want to keep this going as long as possible. So it's nice to see the three of them still around. And like I said, I completely forgot about this, so it's just another uh, another monkey wrench getting thrown into um, everything going on here. And I, I it's uh, it's a in my opinion, it's a it's a version of uh, all of these twists and idols and all that that is actually good in my opinion because mm-hmm. um, i do think that this is very interesting and like we said it was they were useless before the merge um and uh, obviously they all make the merge so i'm, I'm really curious to see that too because we it seems like that we have 
because um, for the rest of the episode, we, other than the uh, other than uh, the uh, immunity challenge, we basically get constant scheming and alliances being made. It, it seems like we. I, I think that that eight, other than the person that was voted off tonight, seems relatively very solid, at least for the short time being. Um, but then we also clearly have we have two people from that eight with Lindsay and uh, Lindsay Drea, or three people from that eight with Lindsay Drea and. Um, hi, having their own thing with the, with the amulet. Mm-hmm. Um, we clearly see that Omar is still really pushing um, for uh, for for Jonathan and Marianne, maybe less so, which is great. I think. Well, as we'll we'll get into more towards the end too. I think Omar MVP just completely turning his entire game around. You know, he's no longer he's no longer all without a vote too. He's no longer you know just just Jonathan's sidekick. He's this this guy this guy is is driving making moves because I I personally think it was probably Marianne before he started throwing Lydia out there um, or maybe even potentially Jonathan too because I mean I don't I, I don't know if we both agree I think the smart the smartest move possible for everybody would have been to get Jonathan out it's Jonathan yeah. said it himself I would have voted him out too yeah. um, I think maybe potentially some people on that uh, that are still remaining are potentially underestimating his social game that we've obviously had a chance to see a lot of because mm. I think that his social game is almost, it's almost just as strong as his, as his physical game. Cause it seems like he's a lot of people really, really like him. Yeah. Um, I mean, Mike like instantly like felt like felt a kinship to him. And it's like, <laughs> this is my guy, like maybe to the end. I love this guy. So, so that's impressive. That's, that's, that's another great moment we got to was, Jonathan Mike basically vibing over being, you know, two meatheads, you know, two people, <laughs> two people that haven't ever always had it the easiest in life too. Uh, but it also gave us maybe one of my favorite edits of the episode where, um, and this, this is post community challenge after Tori wins it, but uh, of Romeo basically saying like, like we need to get Jonathan out. You know, he's, he's a man's man. Everybody loves him. And then it cuts to Mike basically saying how much he loves him. And then it pans yeah. over to Romeo being like, uh. yeah. it was, it was very, very funny editing. Yeah, and I like I liked that moment a lot um, too. The, the Mike and Jonathan moment. And I saw some people on Twitter being like, "Oh, it's so hard for like strong men." And it's like I don't like, come on, like people complain about toxic masculinity. These are two men expressing their emotions on TV. Yep. Like, cut them some slack. I don't. I don't know. Hey, in whatever your thoughts on it are, it's just the fact that the stronger ones in the game are going to be the ones that people are, are going to start going after sooner rather than later. Um, particularly recently, very rarely do we get the strongest physical people in the end. Like even, even Xander last year, he was, he was in good shape, but he wasn't like this dominant physical threat um, compared to the rest, to the rest of the cast. Yeah. I would um, say not, not the way Jonathan was is. the equivalent yep. of Jonathan. Um, yep. I mean, Danny's a, former professional athlete like yeah it's gonna be hard to be more athletic than him agreed um sorry i'm like going through my notes here i don't want to jump because i feel like there is something that we're missing um okay so we do get into um we do get into uh high basically saying that you know he potentially sees himself using jonathan as a shield as well mm-hmm. um we see high and romeo bonding over over um, everything that, that that they have in common, but both being gay men, mm-hmm. um, Romeo High kind of being the opposite of Romeo, where High is very out in the open with it, where Romeo mm-hmm. was kind of really struggling, you know, with how to tell his family and his friends and all that. So yeah. that's a, 
I, I, if I, gun to head, I really think High is probably being shaped up as the winner here. I agree. Because I think he's for sure building the best alliances, mm-hmm. and he's the one that that is seemingly just going around to everybody, talking them up, and it's all really positive. I and I think that that probably plays into in the end why he ends up flipping on on Lydia, is because I think that he sees. And I really didn't think he would. I was really, I will, I think we'll save that because I think that that's probably, that was the biggest shock for me. But we see high building all those relationships. And I think that maybe that plays into him feeling more comfortable doing that mm-hmm. uh, in the end. Um, and then we also see high really showing that he, that he's out to get Chanel because we see him now blowing up Chanel to Omar. And it's really curious to see how that works too. Cause I didn't even think about that. Omar hasn't even had a chance to go to tribal yet to yeah. figure out whether or not he lost his vote. Yeah, um, I, I had not. That was not top of mind for me either. When when they brought it up, I was like, "Oh yeah, shit, that that sucks." So he finds out that he lost his vote, and that also Chanel is actually not telling him. And our our exact thoughts too of when this all went down is that Chanel very much made it seem like she was going to be keeping her mm-hmm. vote safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this screws over Omar, but also lays into a very very impressive play by him in the end. Um, to kind of save his tribe. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, and then we also see everybody being super awkward around Chanel. So Chanel comes over to them when they're yeah. sitting down, basically saying like, hey, what's going on here? They're very, very awkward. Um, another one of my favorite scenes, and she goes up to Lydia, and Lydia kind of like really doesn't play it that play it off that well. And then she goes up to them again, and then Hyde's like, hey, yeah, we're just talking. Like, you know, they're cool, and they think that you're cool. And then that, it just, another great editing moment, it just stops, and it's super quiet. And then everybody's like, "All right, I gotta go do this." And everybody's just like, "Yeah, I'll go do that too." They all disperse. I thought I thought that was another yeah. hilarious ed- edited moment there. Yeah, I can't imagine uh, Chanel felt too great uh, after having people quickly disperse twice when she <laughs> approached them. She uh, so there's a few players I, I think that have no chance to win at this point. I do think she's one of them, but I think that her somehow climbing back would be impressive because I just I don't think that she really has a whole lot of paths to go because she wasn't the one, she wasn't one of the people to vote out Lydia tonight. But I think Lydia was really the only, maybe the only loose, loose connection that she had is even though Lydia was going to go with high. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now it's really, it's kind of really a free fall for her and her game being blown up. I like, I think she maybe could have, have like a week, two weeks tops left. Yeah. I just, I don't know how she fights her way out of that. No, I, I agree. Well, it'll be very interesting to see. Um, I know, so, it, we even joked about it. Like, Jonathan is the biggest merge boot in the history of merge boots. And that's because, like, historically, the alpha male athletic guy head of an alliance is the target. Cut off the head of the snake, as Coach would say. Um, however, it has trended recently to being more like low-key threats more people that everyone can kind of be like yeah let's just get rid of this it's it's usually a woman now these which i I find very interesting that it's switched to it so i think a lot of people are viewing the merge boot as kind of like a let's just get through this round rather than let's make a big move this round I think potentially it is too. Let's let's get maybe let's potentially try to get a toxic person off the jury, mm. as well. Um, going into the, these pre-merge routes, that would be my my view. Which I think is why, which I think is why before we get the the twist, why Tori and Chanel were the two 
were the two ones that were rightfully going to be voted out because mm-hmm. nobody can trust them. Then the most likely Tory, particularly, is potentially the most likely to flip flop and blow up a game. I think that maybe that's and, and that's a good point too. Is that I think that like you just you just don't want that person on the jury, even if you don't make, even if there's a chance you could make it to the end, like just this person you just it's like almost like an automatic vote against everyone it's very weird like they have to vote for someone you're just like i just can't trust this person so they're going to bring down my game that they're also going to potentially be on a jury to vote against me yeah i mean yeah it'll be interesting now that tori is going to be on the jury to see because she people do not like tori she's not rubbed one person the right way um and I'm surprised, quite frankly, because the last time um, we had, like, a therapist on the show was Denise. And she, like, really excelled at, like, helping herself in terms of, like, telling people what they needed to hear. And maybe, maybe Tori's just a little newer in her therapy uh, experience. Maybe if uh, she played in, like, 20 years, she'd be a little better at it. But uh, two, two different generations, too, I think, yeah, of, of yeah. people. And Denise is an all-time player, in my opinion, so I guess that's yeah. unfair, too. One of one of, one of my, one of the more impressive wins for me um, <laughs> that, that season, uh, one of my favorite seasons, too. Um, yeah. One of my, my favorite player of all time, better that season. Mm. God, you're going to get me down every episode. We get down every yeah. lane with at least one season. Hey, I mean... Also, Denise, very special for me. Back when I hosted a different Survivor podcast, she was the first person I winner picked, like from from the preseason. So I should always have a special place in my heart for that. Very, very good. Um, okay, so we get uh, we get Roxroy announcing that he's he's broken time and space. We get the flip, <laughs> um, and then we we get Tori kind of puts on this act. Oh um, God, you so know much that done. they were that they were doing a, a favor. She was doing. Mm-hmm. She particularly was doing a favor for Roxroy, setting him there, and they knew that. Um, and Roxroy laughs. Everybody else is really kind of like, "What is this? What is this girl talking about?" Uh, she, I think, she was setting herself. She absolutely had to win this immunity challenge because I think she was kind of really just fueling, uh, throwing more gasoline in the fire against her. Um, and then obviously she does. She fucking wins. Hey, gatekeep. Gaslight girl boss. Tori's <laughs> motto. <laughs> um, an, an impressive win. There's no way about it. That's, that's Dude, that challenge not, is hard. It's not an easy challenge. It's yeah. it's something that I was telling my wife. It's always it's a challenge that like I, I like sometimes feel like I can potentially do really well in, mm-hmm. and then I kind of just sit back and look at it. And I'm like, that is so hard. <laughs> just like how tense you have to be the whole time. How careful you have to be. She didn't mm-hmm. fall once, and I, I mean. Yeah. Credit where credit's due. That was very, very impressive. A very impressive win by her. Um, first first uh, individual immunity winner of the season. Mm-hmm. Just uh, props to her. Did exactly what she needed to do. And literal worst-case scenario for, for everybody uh, everybody that's left. Because you now have Chanel that is immune and you have Tori that is immune. Um, yeah. I, uh, uh, I have to give a shout-out to uh, the prop department killed it with this immunity necklace looks so dope does yep agreed they're really leaning into the uh, whole uh, snake thing uh, yeah, this year the too. snake I mean, eating was... its tail yes um i guess is that part of the time metaphor i'm not sure i don't know like i don't really know why they went with that but i, I like it i dig it uh, i guess where, where does it end does the snake like continue just eating yeah that's all whole... infinite uh yeah 
So, I mean, Tori, uh, I, I'm not like a big fan of Tori and especially her uh, online uh, self and certain things she said. Um, we'll leave it at that. But uh, I am a big fan of when someone who's going to get voted off wins immunity for my own viewing, you know, pleasure and seeing people have to scramble off of that. So, yep. that was good. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. I guess all anything outside the game um, aside because um, I, I always personally try to just keep everything that's outside the game yeah. away from the game. Um, the conversation you know, have had a lot of times separate the, the art from the artist. It's like mm. always very, very complicated. It seems, it seems to get, uh, you know, harder and harder. It really day. does. But, uh, um, no. uh, uh, Tori's one of the people I don't see winning, but she's shaping up to be one of the great, like a great, every season needs a, a bad guy, a villain. Mm. And I, I think we're getting that with Tori too. Um, but I don't necessarily think she's playing a poor game. I just think that, like, I think she's playing the the chaotic villain game. Um, I think she's playing, compared to everybody else, maybe towards the bottom end of, of, of gameplay this season. Um, just because it's just she's just flip-flopping, doing a lot of different things I just don't agree with, including, like, just following Roxroy and badgering mm-hmm. him around the, the, the forest. Um, oh, and in this episode, when they're doing the scramble, after the challenge, she tells Jonathan to his face, like, I want to win more immunity. What was that? My way. It's like, oh, okay, Tori. And she ended up voting <laughs> against him, too. So now he knows that she's one of the ones that voted against him. Yeah, um, that was bad. So, yeah. So let's get it. Let's get it. Let's get into the scramble. So now we have everybody scrambling. Um, uh, and this is this is the name that is immediately thrown out is Jonathan from Lydia. Naturally, Jonathan was going to get thrown out here as he as he should have been. Um, we have, we have, uh, we have, this is the scene that we get with, um, with, uh, with Romeo talking about how everybody loves Jonathan and all that. We get Roxroy and Jonathan together, um, find these gigantic clams, um, basically saying, you know, we're in a, Dre already vouched for you. We're in a, we're in a tribe together. Uh, we're in an alliance yeah, together. Bro down moment to be sure. Um, which kind of gets into a whole different um, – another conversation at the end, too, with votes is I, I'm not quite sure what Roxoy was doing with his vote mm. um, or what went on there. Uh, but everybody's scrambling. It, it seems to really be the clear-cut two people at the beginning of this are Marianne and our Jonathan. We're having Marianne and Jonathan pitted against each other mm. until they have their, their, their guardian angel, Omar, swoop in from the heavens um, and play one of the more impressive plays – I've seen recently of someone that does not have a vote of someone who is seemingly without a doubt going to have two team members voted out, talks to Lydia, realizes that Lydia is not super solid within this eight um, and plays that to his advantage as much as I hate that as a Lydia chlamydia Um Really, really impressive. I'm super high in Omar. I think Omar is somehow in, a, in one of the better episodes I've seen in a while one of the uh, one of the seasons where I think we have a lot of great players. Somehow the MVP uh, of this episode because he saves his entire original tribe um, he, with no vote. Um, he breaks up. He somehow convinces High to break up his alliance with Lydia, which is really the biggest talking point of this episode for me that we can get into at the very end. Um, uh, I, I just thought everything that he did here was just really, really impressive. And I, I've done a complete 180 on him because I really thought he was maybe potentially just kind of, he was just there. I am there kind of hiding behind Jonathan for whatever, whatever that was worth. But now I think that, like I said earlier, I think he's really kind of come into his own. Um, yeah. And I think, you know, obviously there wasn't like 
There wasn't a ton of complications on um, their tribe. You know, like they lost a tribe member early. Um, their their first vote was very straightforward, and then the rest was just like winning challenges uh, off the back of Jonathan. Uh, now we're now we're seeing Omar, and yeah, I still don't understand how he pulled this off. I don't know how he convinced everyone that this was the move. My best guess is High and Mike were like, "Listen, like we love Lydia, but Jonathan is a shield for us. Lydia is not a shield for us at all. We're gonna get clipped before Lydia will if like people turn on us." Whereas if we're 100% solid with Jonathan, he's going to be the one who gets taken out before us. And I think that makes sense. I don't know if you agree with that's probably how this happened. And it's something I understand, obviously, why we didn't get we didn't see any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously it would spoil the the reveal between who gets voted out. Yeah. Um, I get it. I don't know. I, it's... I think it's tough to go from, you know, you're, it's absolutely wasn't an option for him to vote out Lydia. Um, you know, he he was willing to go to rocks for her. I think you, you have that lockdown. You have that, that alliance where you two are, I thought, no matter what, going to stay loyal together. Um, I, th- I was really surprised by Mike really is super loyal. Mike basically put it into high hands. Like, I'll do whatever you're going to do. And clearly he yeah. did. Um, I, and I think it goes back to earlier, too. I think that high... You know, High is here to win the game, and so I'd like to think maybe in the same situation. Because I, I think Lydia was another player that was never going to win this season, in my opinion. Um, she was just at no point ever a, a challenge threat. Um, she was playing a so so social game. I love her. I love her Twitter personality. Um, but yes, I, she, so funny. Oh my god, she's so great on Twitter. I tweeted out, "I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Lydia stan for, uh, for life." I just don't. I just didn't think that there were, at any point there was really a chance she was going to win this. Um, and I just don't think that she was really doing anything to set herself apart. So I'm not, I'm not for the sake of gameplay. I'm not super uh, upset that she was voted out. Um, and I think for, for the argument for high too, like I said, was saying earlier, I think that he's realizing that he has these relationships already forming with these people. Mm-hmm. And seemingly a lot of people are going in to tell him, because why would Omar other than, I guess maybe they needed the votes. Why would Omar go to him knowing that they were super close? I mean, maybe he didn't know they're super close, but like they were already talking about how it seemed like it was kind of common knowledge that they went there. He went to rocks or was willing to go to rocks for her because I've seen a few. I saw a few people reference it. So I, I think that maybe it was that uh, high being the, the great player that he is, um, and that's I, I, I wish I didn't kidnap Ben and throw him in the trunk of my car because because it seemed like Ben kind of had a different point of view on on why High would vote against against Lydia, but I think it was that. I didn't think he realized this opening of, like, I can align myself with, with the with the majority. I think that I'm building these relationships with these people. Mm-hmm. I have the amulet. Um, I am aware of who has immunity idols on this island now. Um, and yeah. Marianne, seemingly a non-factor now, because now her name's just permanently going to be out there. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows she has an immunity idol. I think that he just saw this this opening, and he took it, and I guess, like, now that I've had time to let it settle... I it's in my opinion the smart the smarter move because if you if you lose that vote, you potentially have Lydia still going home and you have your yeah. you know they know that they're you just weren't truthful to what you were saying. Mm. And I think like, um, High has gone to what three tribal councils now, and two of them was literally been like, all right, Lydia's gonna get voted off. One, it made a hundred percent sense that he was going to protect Lydia because, like, yep. at that the way the numbers were four to two, if he lets Lydia go, he's just next and he's not at the merge, um, for sure. 
this time he had more room and I think he didn't want to vote Lydia out, but like it's a million dollars, um, at the end of the day. And like, you've known Lydia for what? 13 days. Like, Mm -hmm. sorry. Like I like you, but I gotta think about myself here. I think, I think the ultimate deciding factor at the end too, was that they knew that Marianne has an idol. And I think that potentially could have been very bad because now in hindsight, though, if they if Mike if Mike and High voted against Marianne, Marianne would have went home. Yeah. Um, but then you really had that threat of of someone playing an idol, and then you have yeah. your whole game is blown up. It's not you yeah. going home, but your whole game is blown up at that point if she plays that anyway. And like th- that would have like taken such finesse to put a plan together and not tip Marianne or Omar or Jonathan off that it was being put together. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't think it would have been a realistic thing. And I know people are like, well, if you scooped up everyone else, you could have had the numbers, but like, I don't think it would have played out the same way if they actually gave a like full court press for that. And I, w- I wonder what Marianne was referencing though, when she was playing her vote and she was saying that this was the biggest risk she's ever made. I think I- it was not playing her idol. I think it was like, I don't know if I'm going to get voted off, but I want to not play my idol. So I think that's what she meant. I took it as she was taking a risk of not voting against Jonathan was my mm. point of view. Cause I think maybe cause we didn't get a whole lot of time with that. It was Omar talking to Jonathan and Marianne um, of uh, potentially Marianne being blindsided potentially by Omar, I guess. Mm. Um, cause you obviously, you saw that both Marianne and Jonathan voted against Lydia I think maybe she was referencing she was taking a risk of not voting against Jonathan and having because because I don't think in the end because if you if you're not gonna play your idol you're not gonna play your idol at that point like when you once you're going to vote you already know everything that's gonna everything that's been said so um, I think that's another fact that's another plus to Omar is now Omar has to trust the full trust of Marianne yeah. I don't th- I don't think Jonathan and Marianne is like working together I think Omar is now the middleman of that mm. um, but which is props to him yeah I. I, I don't rank Omar as high as, as high or even Drea. I think Drea's really, really impressive right now too. I think she's really willing and dealing. Um, and we see the preview next week too, that she's kind of potentially willing to, to at least what it looks like, cut the head off of Omar, of uh, Romeo um, to keep her game going. Uh, I think she's really, really impressing me. If I had two people that I had to pick that I thought were going to win it right now, I would actually probably pick Drea and, and, uh, and high. Um, mm. With a few others climbing, but, but Omar is starting to get up there. I it's because we're now in the stage two where now we're going to be getting into uh, individual immunity challenges of puzzles of uh, more finesse style challenges not necessarily strength mm-hmm. and you know a lot of people can excel at those uh, there's a lot yeah. of there's a lot of like people that are in good shape that are left so i'm i'm really excited i'm really excited i think that we're in for a really really great second half of this season i think that i i'm I, i'm continue to just really grow on, on 42 it's it's one of my favorite seasons i think so far that i've watched um mm-hmm. hopefully it ends on a high note because i've seen a few seasons that started out great and then kind of really floundered um yes. but uh, i'm just I'm, I'm i'm just all in i'm i'm in love with this this season this cast mm-hmm. like everyone's just so likable it's it's just mm-hmm. uh, i love it no, I, I completely agree. And like you said, I don't want to get my hopes up because, for instance, I thought the pre-merge of, like, Ghost Island was pretty amazing. And I was like, there's no way that this, like, season isn't going to be an all-timer. And the back half of it was not that good. Um, so hopefully season 42 keeps delivering as much I think, as I think the problem with Ghost Island, too, is that the, the 
biggest conflict of the entire season between um it was it Chris Chris yeah uh, between Dominic Chris and Dominic was flushed out there um yeah right at the merge that and was, so I, I that was kind of that was kind of like the end of that mm-hmm. then it was really kind of Dominic's show from there on out Dominic and Wendell yeah. um uh it was but, literally like the two best players on the season had each other's back 100 percent, and then just ran the season like it was ridiculous where here we clearly see everybody's there to play um mm. and i i say if i had to pick Oma, uh higher or drea that's not me saying that i think that they're clear runaways i just those are the people that i think as of right now are, are looking pretty good i can really see almost everybody left winning except except for the exception of tory chanel um <laughs> yeah uh, that's it. I think everybody else like kind of has a chance, uh, especially like Omar. I would have been down on before this episode, like I was saying. But now I think that you know he's he's a player. He's smart with what he did, mm-hmm. and he made you know, uh, JT. So Jonathan's been making JT proud all season. Uh, Omar probably made Stephen very proud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His end of it. Um, I saw I saw Stephen on um on Twitter too. In his natural Stephen fashion, he's always Stephen's a big sucker for the uh, for for the meatheads each season. Mm. He was very he, he was very upset that there was a potential Jonathan was going to be voted out. Yes. So it's nice to see that he's still he he's still he needs to be the Robin to, to yeah. Batman. Same old Stephen, first JT then Jeremy. Like you know, that's just who he gravitates towards. I love it. He's one of my favorites. But it's All so right. funny. Mine, mine as well. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I mean, it's so much compiled in the two hours, but at the same time, you know, we 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 get a much clearer picture of kind of where everybody stands at this point, mm. um, and it just seems like it's just kind of it's going to be pedal to the metal from here on out. I think just because just everybody that's left, I think each each week is just going to be a threat of of everybody, everybody potentially going to be going home. Um, I know we we got this giant alliance. Is this giant alliance going to stick together? Probably not. They're right. technically already down one. They're <laughs> technically they're already down, down yeah. to seven from eight. Yeah, so not not a great start, but uh, we'll see. Like, we obviously don't want to see a steamroll, but I think there are enough like selfish players in a good way. I mean, that is a compliment. Like, you are gonna be like, okay, this is nice. It got me through a round, but uh, I'm gonna try to take control. Like Romeo said, like I want to take control of this game, and I think there's a lot of people like that. Agreed. Um, I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm just, I'm really excited. I'm just, I can't say enough good things about this season, especially comparatively to the last year, um, and apparently to a few seasons before that too. So, um, which, which been, is great. It's been a rough, uh, rough run. <coughs> uh, it's been, it's been tough. Um, hopefully next week I'll let Ben out of my car. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Well, we'll I, I, figure it I, out. I think Ben naturally wrangles wrangles us in and keeps the conversation going. But um, before we go, do you have anything else to say? Uh, no, just uh, follow me on Twitter at the fake BMAR. That's B M A R R. We also launched a website for our spinoff channel, Wicked Good Sports, called Wicked Good Everything It's a sports blog, probably unsurprising based on the name, but I uh, would love it if you checked that out. Agreed. R- Brian wrote an article that the Dolphins are going to win the Super Bowl. And I. Hey. I had to start off with a really clickbait uh, article to kick it off to get people aware. And people got aware. People were finding me on Twitter and being quite mean. Uh, <laughs> Good. Which I love. That's great. <laughs> Good. They Please, I'll be. play the heel. As much as, <laughs> you know, like, bring it on. I clicked on that out of out of uh, anger when I saw it. 
<laughs> um, I mean, I don't actually believe they're going to win the Super Bowl. I just I had to be bombastic. For the nobody, Bengals. nobody thought, nobody thought the Bengals were going to be going there this year. That's true. That's true. Um, um, anybody who did lie, I think I saw someone that did actually call it early on. But regardless, um, yes, falls and everything. A wicked, mm-hmm. wicked good, wicked good show. Eventually, will be coming back. We're going to be doing that eventually. Yes. Um, yes. We have many other projects that we want to do. Please check out the blog. Check out the YouTube. Uh, we could get everything. Um, uh, Should probably make a new YouTube video at some point. I got sure. I, I ordered some costumes that came in today, so we'll see. We'll see some stuff happening there. Wonderful. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at DJ Cleverlang uh, until Elon Musk buys it. I don't know what's going to happen mm-hmm. once Elon buys it. His whole stupid thing about how you can pay three dollars a month like to have a check mark next to your name like defeats the whole fucking point you mm-hmm. can just pay to have it i don't want to have it. that's stupid yeah i want to be uh, given it that's dumb yeah. like why would why do i want to pay three bucks so everybody get out fuck dumb, dumb. I, I've, I've literally considered like because you know i i am a writer and i have a blog and i was like i should just try freelance for like a few sites so that i can just get a check mark because there's so yeah. many people who have like no following but because they wrote for like bigger websites a few times they just have a check mark and it looks so ridiculous because it's like don't think anyone was going to be impersonating you i've seen a twitter of someone that has a blue check mark before and it's cool you do get to do different things with the check mark and like talk to different people and things like that yeah um which is uh which is cool but no it's cool not to have one and everybody gets it then it's not cool to have it anymore true true so basically what you're saying is subscribe to us tell tell your friends about us so that we can get our check marks so that elon musk won't kick us off twitter um, yeah yes when he buys it we could get a check mark you can't get a check mark mm, right yes exactly um yep follow us on all that we'll be back next week survivor we're going to keep the keep keep hopefully the ball's going to keep going i can't see it stopping now because like i said there's just so many great players left no people that are willing willing to play that i, I just I, I don't see that changing so um, much like a boulder Pushed by Jonathan over a hill. We're keep rolling. Massive hunk of a man. Yep. <laughs> what did my What did Mike say? My whole heart. I swear, my whole heart. Where are you? Whatever you said. Um. All right. I'm Dylan. That's Brian. This has been the Blindsiders, and we will see you next week. Yes. Thank you for listening.